View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. I thought it would be helpful since we dived a little bit into the area of the gift of your intuition to talk, hopefully, really openly about how this gift of intu- intuition might appear to you or how you might experience within your own physical experience. And to be clear, and probably what I've said before, is that the physical body really is the best tool that you have on this planet for understanding, I guess I would say, all types of what we sometimes refer to nebulously as energy. Because your body is capable of not only picking up of energetic forms such as light waves and sound waves, but your body is also capable of picking up other types of energetic waves and vibrations. The more that you think about intuition, really quite frankly in terms of science, you're going to feel a lot more grounded and perhaps even a little bit more comfortable about stepping into the world of using your intuition as a really viable tool on this planet. Because while it's certainly true that I think humans have developed, you know, different technologies, um, audio technologies, visual technologies, all sorts of other kinds of technologies that are frankly, as we all know, all based on energy, the really original source for that, of your being able to really perhaps a lot more quickly, although it seems like cell phone technology and things like that are almost instantaneous, there really is nothing more instantaneous than your own physical body giving you information that's coming to it through the world of energy that surrounds it and you on this planet pretty much every single moment at every point in time. Throughout history, I think that intuition has kind of, you know, I think it kind of has peaks and valleys about when it's really been prized and when it's really been perhaps elevated as something that was meant to be, and this was a This would be, of course, long before we had science to, I guess, maybe give humans kind of a platform to stand on to say, oh, yes, as a matter of fact, we do know that there's something called quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And we do understand that energy and light energy, sound energy, things like that can actually be measured and that we can actually come up with machines and tools to measure them. And therefore, the bottom line always being for humans to to verify in fact that it exists. And I think there's always been, speaking of the valleys, there's always been times where, again, long before technology, where intuition was looked at as something to be fearful of, and that individuals who 
we're able to access our intuition and we're pretty comfortable having a conversation with it, we're kind of in equal parts, I guess, vilified and also elevated places of importance within their particular community. I think this was probably, again, likely long before communities were, although even if, as I say that, I think, you know, Roman and Greek communities come to mind and they were pretty advanced, as well as Egyptian. I guess I'm probably referring more to rural communities where everyone knew the local healer, whether that individual happened to be male or whether that individual happened to be female. To be honest, I think that it was more likely that they happened to be female. And that that individual was looked upon as something that was really necessary within that particular community. And at the same time, because intuition is by and large an inside job, there really wasn't a way for that healer to illuminate whatever abilities and whatever intuition he or she may have been receiving from the world at large that was helping them to facilitate healing for individual members of the the community as well as help the community itself understand what was going on based on the group energy as far as maybe say for instance planting crops, how the weather was going to be, those sorts of things. And I think the bottom line with intuition is that, at least from my perspective, it's always that the universe has your back. Again, since intuition tends to be more of an inside job, Sometimes it's helpful, I think, to look at intuition um, as simply being a mirror of what we have externally. Where we have external five senses, we also have an internal five senses. And I think for humans, because we are pretty locked in and pretty dialed in to this third dimension existence, I think that's one of the reasons why, why our internal five senses may appear to be more subtle, I guess, I would say, probably than the external five senses. Then again, I certainly have had some internal five senses where I literally heard shouting in my ear, <laughs> which is usually the universe's way or my own particular guide's way of saying, wow, you are totally not listening to us right now. And we really, we have to raise our voice in order to hopefully have you hear us. But where the clairs come, and that's what this is really all about, the clairs meaning clear, there's clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, there's clairaudience, which is clear hearing, there's clairsentience, which is clear sensing, there's clairalliance, which is clear smelling, and there's clairgustance, which is clear tasting. There's also a sixth one, which is claircognizance, which is a clear knowing. And in experiencing these things, sometimes the clairvoyance, at least for me, and again, I would say all of this with the added caveat that I know my physical body and it knows me. I don't know your physical body and I know that your, your experience, you know your own physical body. And so for me, the clairvoyance can sometimes be quite fleeting. There will be other times when the clairvoyance is 
quite clear. And I've learned throughout time and through experience to trust that it isn't a matter of oh, I don't have that particular clair, I only have clairsentience, or I only have clairaudience, or I only have clairvoyance. For me, it really comes to a point where whatever energy, and certainly animals and or other beings in the universe, uh, other humans that have had once a planetary existence are now communicating with me, to be honest with you, I kind of leave the driving up to them because from their place in other dimensions that are plugging into, if you will, this third dimension where I am and even more directly reading and understanding whatever energetic field my own particular body is illuminating for them as being receptive to whatever energy is coming in, I kind of leave, I leave that driving up to them because from their vantage point, I'm kind of still surrounded by the whole illusion of the human experience. And I, I know what I experience, but I trust that when I step into that space, particularly on behalf of a client with whom I'm working, I trust that the universe or the animal with whom I am working, they're going to know the best way. They're going to sense the situation. They're going to take a good read of the situation. They're going to experience the energy of the situation, meaning me and the individual or individuals, the group with on, on whose behalf I am connecting with the universe at large. They're going to they're going to be able to figure out what are whether it is I need to see something, whether it is I need to hear something, whether it is I need to sense or feel something, where I whether I need to smell or taste or simply know something. And I I think that that's likely true for other individuals as well. And so if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you think, well, but she mentioned all these other things and I really just only have this one thing. It's kind of in looking at it, if you will, in the using the term intuitive muscle. Not everybody has the same size or the same set of muscles. And every single muscle function, say for instance, even biceps that we all kind of have in common, my bicep is probably likely a different length and because it belongs to my body, is a very different texture and also perhaps ability than anybody else's bicep out there on the planet. And so I think the key is when these particular pieces of information, I guess I would call them as, because that's how animals look at it. They, they look at uh, information coming in, not only from their physical body, but kind of from the universe at large. They simply look at it as data. They're, they're really quite courageous, I think, from that perspective, because they're so sure about their life path. And I've talked about that before. They're so sure that, oh, yep, I'm dog, I'm cat, I'm bird, I'm rabbit, I'm horse, I'm iguana, I'm a bird, I'm a fish. And they know beyond a shadow of a doubt what it is and how to simply be all of those aforementioned species here on this planet. And so their connection with again, energy surrounding our planet that we all know exists. We can feel it. Your vagus nerve runs right from your brain all the way through the center of of your body and down into your digestive system. And we sometimes refer to the vagus nerve as the second brain because 
and and the gut instinct we've all heard about that people say trust trust your gut instinct all of those things that humans have found a way to describe in words are nothing more than your physical form interacting with fields of energy and I guess maybe this last part is where it's important to take a little bit of a leap of faith where I talked about that the universe really wants you to have an experience here on this planet in which you thrive it's not it's not meant to trip you up I don't perceive it's meant to give you information that you need now that's not to say that from time to time the universe is not necessarily for instance going to give you an experience where you feel quite fearful about that information coming in I think perhaps we've all had those experiences before I think the universe gives you those things as a way to say oh heads up this place that you're coming into perhaps within the next hour within the next second this is the experience that you're going to have and the body gifts to you because the body is that able and that capable of running interference for you it's simply a matter of choosing to listen sometimes I think with audience, the best way to describe that would be like having a little mini speaker on the inside of your ear and I know that that sounds this really is kind of beyond like um, um, you know headphones or or ear pods or something like that it's really it really is kind of inside your ear almost like it's part of which it truly is a built-in receiver inside your ear and you'll become aware that these are not words or thoughts or statements that come from your brain because when you when you're aware of your own thoughts there's a process of being aware of oh I just had that thought and they feel kind of neutral they feel oh yeah that's 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 my thought oh yes I just had that thought that's a little bit different in the clear audience area because you'll become very aware if you have the tool of clear audience that the tone the cadence whether this voice appears as male or female or perhaps a mixture of both you'll become very aware that this is not your voice you'll become very aware that these that this particular statement that came in is coming from a different place and for those of you who might be like well where is this different place and one of the questions I think I get asked more than any in doing this work is who are my guides can you tell me what their names are I've kind of come to the place where if they want you to know who they are they're gonna tell you I've had this experience myself and if they don't want to let if they don't want you to know who they are for whatever reason I would invite you to just kinda of go with that because it doesn't really make any difference who they are it doesn't really make any difference because humans we're pretty oriented toward the whole individual thing because of course that makes us feel more comfortable and makes it more able for for us to trust I would invite you to be just a little bit more courageous about that and say let me see how this statement that this my clear audience is giving to me how that feels to my body let me see whether 
this makes sense to the situation that I'm in. And <laughs> I would be also the first to tell you that there might very well be times when your intuition makes a statement to you. I had one just the other day. It was absolutely fascinating. Just as I was waking up and I heard the recalibration is almost complete. And I thought to myself, huh, so is that my re recalibration, my physical recalibration? Is that the recalibration of the planet? And to be honest with you, I kind of tried on different, well, what are they talking about? Because if you're one of those individuals who can kind of connect back up with that and say, well, what did you mean the recalibration and ask for? And what, where's this happening? And how does this affect me? And what does this mean for me? And if you're able to get an answer back, I would invite you, no, I'm, I'm probably going to say you must email me <laughs> and tell me exactly how you do that. Because, and I think probably for all individuals who have had used the tool of clear audience, there will be times when you get statements like that. And I actually have taken to writing them down. I actually have a whole kind of journal <laughs> of different kind of sweeping statements like that that I get information about. And I have to say there have been times when I've been able to look back and kind of check them off and say, oh, I see, yes. Yes, this one I heard about a year ago. Oh, I see. So now this this was just your way of dropping that piece of information in that for whatever reason, the universe at large, my guides, benevolent beings, however you want to put that, and whatever you choose to call the energy waves that surround us here on this planet, they wanted me to know that piece of information. And so over time, I've learned to kind of roll with that because, in quoting a good friend of mine, a gumball is sometimes just a gumball. That not everything has to have meaning and not everything that you hear or that you sense or that you happen to see via clairvoyance necessarily means something to you at that particular moment in time. And to a certain extent, I guess, that also makes it kind of an ego reducer, right? So that so that you begin to just collect the information, you begin to see it as neutral and kind of as data. Claircognizance is also a really in, invaluable tool. And I think sometimes, at least from my perspective, that's also perhaps past lives that are kind of sneaking in. That you find yourself in a situation, a little bit more than a deja vu, but a, oh, I know, I know exactly how to do this. I know, yes, yes, this is how this connects. And yes, I, I understand exactly what's going to be happening here. And so it's a simply a knowing of information and data that's coming to you. And you don't really know how you know that, but you just have a sense of it and you just have a knowing of it. Sometimes with clients that I've worked with, it can become perhaps more challenging than others, especially if you're one of those individuals who have a knowingness of when humans or animals or perhaps other worldwide events are going to be happening. That can be a bit of a challenge. I again would invite you to consider why you're being given this information. I don't perceive that it's so you can somehow magically change courses of events. And I would invite you to consider that any information that you receive along these lines from the universe is simply A, because 
you're capable and you're aware of receiving that information and B you're receiving that information because the universe is treating you with with some kid gloves so that the universe understands the impact that this event will have on your life and it wants you to have this information ahead of time so that when you come into that particular situation you would feel comforted by having that knowledge. I do understand that sometimes there's no way to feel comforted by this and that it may feel like a burden. I stand ready to help those of you with your questions, with your comments. In just a couple of weeks, I'm going to be start doing some live Facebook events under the Facebook group, The Animals I View. Um, it looks like those are probably going to be on Mondays from 4 to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which is where I am. And my hope is that I will make an announcement, probably likely tomorrow in that Facebook group, about holding one this coming Monday on January the 6th. And so this group is meant to be a place that is safe. It's meant to be a place where you can bring up and post things from an animal's perspective. And these live events are meant to be supportive for whatever it is, whoever happens to come on that particular Monday needs at that point in time. I, I want to be pretty flexible about that. Yes, I'll probably have a particular subject matter on on the ready or at the ready so that it will look as if I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> but if the discussion at the live event and in the Facebook group kind of goes in a direction, that's the direction we're going to go. Because then that's the universe's way of saying, yep, I understand that this is what you have had, had planned, but it seems like this is a particular energy of the group at this moment in time. And my purpose here is really just to serve. And so this isn't about me. This is really about everybody else that I connect with. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.